Mindfulness Mode 212. My pain pushed me. I felt internally I was in so much pain, that emotional pain, that I, I felt like I had no choice. I had no choice but to change. You're listening to Mindfulness Mode with your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Lankford. So great that you joined us today. Thank you so much once again. I'm always so grateful for my listeners. It's it's uh, exciting to tell you that I am on a summit. I've mentioned it the last couple of times, and that summit is hosted by Lucia Ferraro. And Lucia was my guest on episode 211, the last episode. She is dynamic, she's vibrant, she's full of life, and filled with wisdom. And she talked about surrender and how once she had made the decision to do something important in her life, it was just a matter of doing it and surrender. That's how she explained it. And I thought that was very, very powerful. She also said this, She said, everything comes from nurturing and honoring yourself. And I think everything does. I think that's a great way to put it, that we have to look after ourselves. We have to look after ourselves first. Once we do that, she says, then we are open to give. Then we can give so much more to the world and to others. So I really valued what she said. But let me tell you how to get on the summit. And I have to apologize. I am so sorry. I've given you the link the last couple of times. And in checking things over, it looks like that link was broken at least some of the time when you may have tried to sign up for this free summit. I'm going to give it to you right now. Mindfulnessmode.com forward slash C-Y-T summit, which stands for change your thinking. You can sign up for the summit there. And I have explained what is a summit. It's simply where someone coordinates a whole lot of speakers who get together and share their expertise on a topic. So her summit is called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Body. And every one of the speakers on the summit is an expert in some area. And how Lucia's summit works is that every single day, once you sign up for the free summit, you will receive an email with a speaker's link in it so that you can go ahead and listen to that speaker. I've already listened to to the first two, and Michael Neely was the second speaker. He's fantastic. He's been a guest on my show. Anyway, sign up for that summit once again, mindfulnessmode.com forward slash C-Y-T summit. Today, I am really, I always say I'm excited. Well, I am excited every time. I'm genuinely excited for who I'm having the opportunity to speak with. I was looking at some shows on Netflix and I don't watch TV very often. As a matter of fact, almost never. But once in a while, I think, you know, there's probably something really good that I would enjoy. And I think somebody mentioned this to my wife, Darlene. I think somebody uh, at work told her, check out this show. The show is called The Kindness Diaries. At the end of every show, something powerful happens. He does something really amazing. Well, I watched several episodes and then I thought, hey, just a second, this is mindfulness. This man is filled with kindness and mindfulness. So I stopped the credits 
jotted down his name and immediately went on social media and connected with him and said, Leon, how would you like to be on my show, Mindfulness Mode? I immediately got a a response and he said, yeah, sure. How about Friday? I've got some time on Friday. And set up this interview and wow, it's happened fast. Got this interview on there and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. So The Kindness Diaries is his show on Netflix. Leon is his name. Sit back, relax, and you will really benefit from this interview, I'm sure, with Leon. Okay, Mindful Tribe, I am really excited today. I've got Leon Logothetis on the line today with us. Hey, Leon, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, so, Leon, are you in mindfulness mode? I am doing my best to get into mindfulness mode. Well, that's good. Well, we'll move there. And I want to ask you right at the start here, what does mindfulness mean to you? And then I'm going to share a little bit of a bio with our listeners. What does mindfulness mean to you, Leon? Well, you know, mindfulness just means coming from a place, a centered place, um, taking all the, the madness that uh, we are uh, inflicted within the world, the media, the the internet, the all our iPads and iPods, and just moving them out of our life and and centering ourselves and just being more present. Well, it definitely is being more present, that's for sure. And yes, I will share your bio. It's right here. Leon Logothetis was a stockbroker, and he left that life behind to become a global adventurer. He's visited more than 50 countries, traveled to every continent on the planet. When anybody says the word kindness, I have to say, I literally think of Leon. He's host of the terrific TV series called The Kindness Diaries, which has the subtitle, One Man's Quest to Ignite Goodwill and Transform Lives Around the World. So that says it all. And he had another show before that called Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, which was fascinating too, and it was about kindness as well. So, well, let's dig right in here. I'm fascinated that you led a life as a stockbroker, and then you moved into this. What compelled you to move in this, what seems like a very different direction? Yeah. So look, you know, I used to be a broker and on the inside, I mean, on the outside, I had pretty much everything, you know, I yeah. was very fortunate. I, I had a very nice house. I had car. I had everything you could want. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the inside, I had the total opposite. I w- felt very depressed. I felt very, very alone. I felt no sense of purpose. And ultimately, I was very disconnected. Um, And I thought to myself, wow, is this going to be my life? Am I going to have to sit behind this desk for the next 50 years? Um, And at some point, I felt the answer to that was yes. But then I stumbled across the movie, The Motorcycle Diaries, which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara, traveling around South America, relying on the kindness of strangers. And there was something about that movie. I'm not sure if you you or your listeners have ever had that moment where you watch a movie and it just touches you in a profound way. Um, And that happened with that show. It, It just touched my heart. It touched my soul. I realized that this wasn't the only way of living. I didn't have to sit behind this desk forever. 
and I could go out into the world and live from 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 a uh, from my heart. I could go out in the world and connect with people, um, and then and that's that's ultimately what happened. I mean, it doesn't mean that you know I immediately quit my job. It took me a little bit of time to quit my job, and it doesn't mean that I was always happy after that because I wasn't because life you know life brings with it its own tribulations. But I was certainly freed up to live from my heart. Right. And did it take a, a lot of courage to leave behind that career? In some ways, it, it took some courage. But I always tell people that I felt like I was, my pain pushed me. I felt internally I was in so much pain, that emotional pain, that I, I felt like I had no choice. I had no choice but to change. And in many ways, that pain was was a, a beautiful thing because it forced me to change. I don't think I would have changed had the pain not been great enough. Yeah, and there's an example where pain served a real purpose and you were able to accept that, it, it sounds like. Look, at the time, I wasn't particularly happy to be in pain. I don't think anyone is. No. Um, but in hindsight, it was the fuel that pushed me to change things for the better. And so then what's the first thing you did? Did you, did you get right into that, that series that you did, the Nobody series, or did you do something else first? Yeah, so the first thing I did was I traveled from Times Square to the Hollywood sign with $5 a day. Right, right. And that was the first journey, and it was about relying on the kinds of strangers. And, you know, it was all about connecting. It's one thing to see you on on that screen in those positions where, you know, you're rejected or, you know, you're wondering where you're going to spend the night and all those things. But it's another thing to experience it firsthand. So, you know, like, tell us how it truly felt, especially those first few times. Look, I remember coming up with the idea of traveling around America on my couch, and it sounded like a brilliant idea. And then I remember what it, what it felt like when I was in Times Square, and it felt like a really bad idea because I had to get to L.A. with basically no money. Right. But at that point, I'd put myself in such a situation where I had no choice but to keep going. And the further I went, the more people that I went, the more generosity that I experienced. There were still a lot of negative moments. There were still a, a lot of moments where I didn't receive any help, which... Is fine. You know, I was doing a social experiment of sorts and I was put into that situation. I put myself into that situation. Um, but more often than not, I would connect with that magical individual or that magical family or that magical community. And it would just keep me going. It would, my heart would start singing and, and the, 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 I would feel connected. I would feel a sense of community. All the things that I didn't have at home. Well, I remember when you were in India and the family welcomed you to their home and and then it turned out that the four of them, the two children and his pregnant wife and him, they just had the one bed and they wanted you to sleep in it and the children and the two of them would sleep on the floor and you just said, no, I could not possibly accept this. I mean, that just must have been the most amazing experience. And then you went ahead and you understood that, yes, this was the way it just needed to be. You just needed to accept the circumstance at the time. Yes, that was uh, in Delhi. And I'd met a rickshaw driver who took me to his house in the slums, which is a really small house all the way in the back of the slums. And he offered for me to stay with him. 
but as you say, he offered for me to sleep in his bed and he, he, his family was going to sleep on the floor. And I was like, absolutely not. Sorry, but I'm going to sleep on the floor. Right. But he then made a pitch and he goes to me, look, guest is God in India. Um, you must sleep in the bed. So I gave, I gave in. I said, okay, guest is God. I will sleep in the bed. And it was a profound experience. Again, another eye-opening, heart-opening moment. And then the next morning you talked to them and you said, you know what, I want to do something for you. I want to help you. And tell us what you did. Yes. Um, so I will, I will give away this gift. Uh, the rest of the gifts you can watch on the Netflix show. Right. Uh, but basically what happened was that I ended up um, always, I would always pick some people who I felt really connected to. And I would always figure out something that could really help their lives. So it was more like an opportunity as opposed to a handout. Right. Um, and this rickshaw driver kept telling me that, and again, he had no idea what was coming. None of these people knew that I was going to give something back. So it was like a real surprise. Um, and what happened was that he kept telling me how he was working as a rickshaw driver, but a lot of his money would go to rent, pay rent for the rickshaw. So I decided that I was going to buy him a new rickshaw. And the next morning I took him and his family, his two kids and his wife, up on the um, roof of one of the, of the houses. And I, and I told him what I was going to do. And I remember he looked at me and he goes, I think I'm dreaming. Wow. Am I dreaming? And I said, I said, Dira, you're not dreaming. This is real. I'm going to buy you a new rickshaw. Um, and the story of Dira is actually a really lovely one because I've stayed in touch with him. Um, and last year I went to Delhi and Dira insisted that he was going to pick me up at the airport in his rickshaw. And I said, I said, Dira, don't worry. You don't have to pick me up. He's like, Mr. Leon, I'm going to pick you up in my rickshaw. Wow. And I was like, okay. So he comes up to the main terminal uh, in his rickshaw um, and drives me to my hotel. <laughs> wow. Wow. That must have been just amazing to experience that. It, it really was. It really was. Yeah. You, you were born in London. You grew up there too, didn't you? And then you, you moved after that. Can you tell us a little about your childhood? And I mean, it must hinge on how you became the person you are, that you just want to give and you want to be kind and you want to connect. Tell us about your childhood, Leah. Yeah. So look, as a kid, I felt very disconnected. Um, at school, I was bullied very badly. I had very few friends. I uh, would go to school and feel profoundly alone. Um, and not just the kids were bullying, but the, the teachers as well, which I could never understand. Uh, very disempowering. And I made a commitment to myself that I would do my very best never to disempower someone, but to empower them. And that's really what I did. And, and when it comes to the kindness, people at school specifically were unkind and I didn't understand. And I thought, why are you doing this to me? Why are you behaving like this? And again, I made a commitment that I would do my best as imperfectly as I could, um, that I would give back to people and come from a place of love and commit to that. And that's really how it all began. And also, 
I love adventure. So I kind of made it all into one adventure and love here. Take it. Yeah, you created the perfect life for you. Leon, I've worked in bullying prevention for 15 years. I was a teacher in a school, and then I saw this. I saw so much bullying, and I thought, you know, somebody's got to do something. And, of course, I looked in the mirror. Well, why not me? And I started doing presentations everywhere. I've done thousands of them. And then I, I came to see that, you know, if I can just teach what it means to be mindful— to adults, to children, if we can just bring that into the world, help people understand that you, anyone, everyone can use these tools and be more mindful. It can make a huge difference. Can you look back and think how you could have maybe dealt with that differently, or maybe you dealt with it in the best possible way at the time, but it, it just is something that I like to talk about because I think it helps people understand how they can deal with a bullying situation right now. One of the, one of the ways I could have dealt with it better is by sharing my pain, sharing it with my parents, sharing it with people that loved me. And I never did. Mm. I never, I never shared it. I, I mean, I did share it, uh, as, as I was a you know teenager, but for 16, 17, if I'm not mistaken, um, but prior to that, I didn't share my pain. Uh, and when I started to share it, things started to shift. Right. And that's, that's what I find too, that, that it seems like a natural human instinct to keep it inside, keep it to yourself as if we're almost ashamed, we're, we're embarrassed, whatever, but yeah, great advice. You need to get it out there and, and share it. Do you have meditation as part of your life? Do you meditate or have any form of it as part of your life? Yes, I meditate every day for half, half an hour a day. I did it for an hour a, while, a day for, me, for a few years, and now I do half an hour a day. I find that really makes a huge difference to find peace and just be more calm. Is, is your silent meditation or does it take a different form? Yes, it's silent meditation. I really believe in that. And what about journaling? Is that part of your life? I used to journal a lot. I don't journal anymore, but I used to journal a lot. And did that help you work through any of the challenges that you had? Yeah, definitely. I think in one way, you get to let it all out. Like one of the things that a wise man once said to me was write letters to people that don't send them. So I would write these letters to people who I was upset with or who I felt fear around and I would share all my feelings and I didn't send them, but it wasn't about sending them. It was about letting it out. Leon, I just want to finish by asking you five quick answer questions. The first one, just 30 second answers would be fine. First one is who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness? Mm. I went on a journey with a teacher a couple of years ago to India uh-huh. and um, he once said to me and he kept telling me you have to meditate you have to meditate and I kept telling him it's impossible it's impossible um, and he said to me Leon if you don't meditate you are screwed and I was like wow there's something clicked in that moment because I realized the finality of, of that statement was meditation is not an option it's it's a uh, it's a, you have to do it to be able to like get through our daily life the way that we live in this you know insane world. Yeah, it's a necessity. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Leon? 
look, I think mindfulness has affected my emotions by enabling me to be more balanced, by enabling me to be more centered, by enabling me to, you know, be able to make better decisions and not be so reactive. Mm. And how is breathing part of your mindfulness practice? That's a very good question. So I never really realized the importance of breathing until I started doing mindfulness. And often we forget, it sounds silly, but we forget to breathe. We forget to really breathe. Like I notice now that as I give this, uh, as we do this talk, I'm actually breathing very shallowly. Um, and that's, that's not good. It's like if you, yeah. you go breathe as fully as possible. Um, and when I do breathe as fully as possible, it kind of wakes you up. It kind of invigorates you. So breathing is a really powerful and important part of uh, mindfulness. Agree. Agree. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be, Leon? Mm, now you're putting me on the spot. Each question gets more put Leon <laughs> on the spot. Yes. Um, I would just say find a, a, a starter course book uh, on mindfulness on Amazon. That's the way to get, to get, get into it is really just a, you know, a beginner's guide. Sure. And can you share an app which helps you be more mindful, whether it's a productivity type app or anything? Yeah. Budify. Okay. Budify. Budify is a really good app. It's, basically all about meditation. Leon, how can we learn more about you and what you do and maybe even connect with you? Yeah, the best way is to Google the Kindness Diaries and the Netflix show will come up, the book will come up um, and then my name will come up and you can Facebook or Twitter uh, or Instagram me and I will respond. I always respond. Leon, it has been fantastic to get an opportunity to speak with you. It's really wonderful what you're doing in the world with your shows and, and not only with your shows, but just the fact that you're getting out there and you're, you're offering kindness, you're setting that example. So thank you so much for that, Leon. It's my pleasure. And thank you for caring enough to have me on your show. My pleasure. So all the best and uh, have a great rest of your day, Leon. Thanks so much. You too. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.